1: Welcome to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, kind of a manic Monday because all of Miami's sports teams lost over the weekend, except for FIU. Nonetheless, it is a Miami Monday, so we're going to tailor the show a little more Miami than usual, even some Miami music. Speaking of... On the way, we'll hear from the Joe Rose talking to Miami coach Manny Diaz. Equal time, though. Later on, Dan Levitar and the guys will be talking to Butch Davis. Then Hawkman and Crowder will wrap it all up. Like I said, kind of a manic Monday because all of the Miami sports teams lost over the weekend. Except for FIU. But feeling good because I've got some feel-good headlines for you right now. Tonight's Monday night football matchup features the Ravens versus the Rams at 8:15. Yesterday, the Dolphins fell to the Browns 41-24. It was a losing weekend for the U. The football team lost 30-24 to FIU, while the basketball team was defeated by UConn 80 to 55. The Canes basketball team is back in action tonight against Illinois in Champaign-Urbana at 7. The Heat look to remain undefeated at home this season when they take on Charlotte tonight at 7:30. Justice Winslow will sit out due to concussion protocol. The Panthers have lost two games over the past two days. Saturday they were down by Carolina 4-2, then yesterday were defeated 5-2 by Buffalo. ESPN's Ben Barnwell has released his most underrated NFL players Dolphins linebacker Vince Beagle, along with former Dolphins QB Ryan Tannehill made the list. And now let's take a step into the day spa. ah! <sighs> A man has been arrested in Tampa for allegedly spitting food he was chewing into another woman's mouth while in a fit of road rage. Hmm, spitting food into another person's mouth? To Florida man, that's called sharing. In nine months, a nine-year-old has received his degree in electrical engineering from a university in the Netherlands. And I had problems passing college algebra. A 16-year-old has been arrested for attempting to smuggle 55 pounds of meth over the U.S.-Mexico border by using a remote-controlled car. And I had problems scoring a bag of grass when I was a teen. You know what? I think this kid needs to meet the 9-year-old graduate from the Netherlands. The future is bright, very bright, and rumors insist that rapper Tupac Shakur is alive and well, living in the sewers of Las Vegas. Thug life! Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is clear with temperatures in the high 60s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for more info. Seems like all the sports teams in Miami lost over the weekend. Except for FIU. So earlier today, Joe Rose... He and the guys, they caught up with the U's head coach, Manny Diaz. wonder what they talked about. I'll give you a little hint. The team not being ready for FIU, learning their lesson against FIU, the little things, Jaron Williams being the key to victory or defeat, the loss, it's on the
2: coach, and the U's recent decommits. Manny, wanted to ask you right off the bat, I mean this stuff's not not easy to do obviously, Um. Now you had a chance to, to go back and look at the tape, plus the feel of this team before the game and and after. Were they ready? Were they ready to go, or did you feel like your team was flat to start? Or what was your feeling on your team and, and what you saw on the tapes?
3: Well, obviously we weren't. You know, when you when you when you look at the performance, when you watch the way that we played on film, um, and you start to look at trends. What you see, really, if you step back, you look at the season. Now we're eleven games into this deal, and what you see is you start to see this game materializing. Before it's easy to point to the to the to the bye week. Obviously, we've not played well coming off the bye, but I think it goes beyond that because we've analyzed and we changed things we did a week ago coming off the bye. North Carolina, you know, a team that we blew out a year ago, very poor start in that game, ultimately yeah. cost us the, the game. Central Michigan, which was not off of the bye. Against again a, a, a you know supposed a lesser oppo- lesser opponent played very poorly Virginia Tech which was off of a bye, but Virginia Tech you know coming off of a, a game where they got blown out by Duke for that game we again very poor start which cost us the game Georgia Tech not coming off of a bye. again the week before you're watching them get blown out by Duke as well played very poorly in that game um, and then FIU on Saturday you know five occurrences where we just we just are I'll. I'll and this is what what I own because this comes down to myself making sure that the little things on those weeks when you're playing a team who you are perceived to be better than, and that's the keeping an extra eye on the little things on the practice field and not getting fooled by your team during the week. And as you know, Joe, I'm a very I'm a very confident, optimistic coach, and I always have been. I think that's served me well. But there is a, especially by a young team, that can be perceived as an arrogance, and and we and and I think there's a natural arrogance that comes with our guys here when things are going well because when things are going well there's always an assumption that you know that we're we're right there and we're right back on track to to being Miami, and that's and that's just the that's the battle that I've got to fight with these guys every day, and I've got to do a much better job of that every day. And that's why I own what happened on Saturday. You know, it's especially embarrassing that it happened to FIU, but 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 this has been you know in life when you are until you learn a lesson, you're going to face the same lesson uh, over and over again. And I think that this was obviously the most harsh lesson that we could learn. However, and what we talked about as a team last night is that if we do learn from this, if you again step back and if you again look at the season. That there are a lot of good things that have occurred from the season, and 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 the the the, the opposite side in the games that we've won, and that if we can understand to how to be the same team every week, and to give our opponents the respect they deserve, and to prepare in a manner that suggests that we're giving our opponents the respect that we deserve, if we can if we can solve this solve this obstacle, then we have a chance to be a pretty damn good football program. And so, like I said, it shouldn't have, it, it shouldn't have gotten this this far. It's something that I should have uh, solved a lot sooner um, than last night, but but I. Think think when you look back and step back and look at the film I, I think I think the answer is obvious.
2: What well, what are some of those little things that you can share with with uh, with the Canes fan base, what would they be?
3: It could be a silly, not silly. It, it could be it, it, it. There could be the minutia of the way you're doing a walkthrough at the hotel the day of the game.
2: You know, we do we do we do
3: meetings where the players coach the players, partly as a gauge of you know to to, to check their preparation, um, build trust. You know, have them build trust in each other, and you know how they present. You know, sort of is a little bit of a clue of how locked in they are. And we had one in the Virginia game that might might have been one of the best ones we've had in four years. You know, and then all of a sudden you have this past game, and it's not... It's not nearly at a level that suggests our readiness, and to the point where you you would make somebody stop and start over and do it again. You know that's really what you, what it comes down to is that. It, and and then this is what we spoke about to the team last night is that is that on these weeks that there's something if there's something happening on, on on the practice field that's not going the way that it needs to go that it, it you know it's being it's being addressed. Obviously, there's nothing out there that when we're, when we're getting a lack of execution, let's say on the practice field, it's not like you know it's it's being we're, we're mentioning it's okay. You know, there's obviously a strong corrections going on but it has to go to a different level. There has to be a different type of accountability to to make our players – Feel the intensity and feel, feel the urgency of, of these type of weeks because that's, in essence, what it is. And what, and, and all we talked about last week, all we talked about was the challenge of playing in this game because of how poor we played in the central Michigan game and how poor we played coming off a of bye. And would, and could we do that? Could we, could we meet this challenge? This is something this right. team had not done. So it's not like this was like, you know, something that wasn't addressed or like, you know, we, you know, we, we take pride in sort of talking about the elephant in the room, but for whatever reason, you know, again there's one thing to talk about it there's another thing and, and it's just simply you know coaching 101 is you know you get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate it just it, it didn't happen and that's what, and that's why I say that it has to go to a different level and and we can take that to a different level that's what we talk to the team about and, and they understand that, that this will be the way it'll be going forward
2: being around here a long long time I don't know if I've seen a team with two different personalities for the way you played against Florida State and Louisville to the Georgia Tech and an FIU game, not necessarily just those games, but where you just look so different. It's just, I don't know if I've ever seen a team that can come out so ready and you go, oh my God, that team today could beat just about anybody to a team that's just, like get shut out in the first half against FIU. It, and it's not just off a little bit, it's way off. Numbers, you know, no sacks, no takeaways from a defense that there for a while has been. It's just, it's all over. I, I, is that all tied into what you're talking about, or is there some other things that? Well, all right, we better make a run here late in this game, and then it's it's too late. No, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head, and that's and
3: that's the worst part, and that and that is as a coach is, is your nightmare. I mean, what you want to be is you want to be the same team every week, especially at this time of the year, you know, and and because we're we're past, you know, yeah, I mean, do we have young guys? Yeah, we have young guys, but come on, we're game eleven, you know, we're 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 past that. That's not a, that's not an excuse, and and that is the that's the urgency, that's the understanding of. Of what it means to, to to play at this school, what it means to coach at this school, because you're right. I mean, you you see, and and that's why you know. That's why the good is still there. The, the, the team that played against Louisville is still there, and that's the team that's worth fighting for, and our players understand that. But but we have got to solve this riddle of that of the team that showed up. And I'm not trying to take any credit away from FIU. Obviously, they played a lot harder than they have been. We've got to get that off of our resume because right now that is that is obviously sabotaging our efforts to, to build this program. Coach, the
2: other thing is it seems like when Jaron Williams gets off these starts, because we've seen uh, the interception problem before, it just seems, although he played a lot better late in the game, I, I, I'm just curious curious, you, you feel like the team feeds off what he does or doesn't do a little bit as well?
3: I felt it more on Saturday than I had any time during the year, and, and that might have been because of the expectation of, you know, again, of our guys not expecting to be in a, in a close game, which is, which is the wrong way to approach a game. But there, there's no doubt that our throwing game uh, through the first three quarters made it very, very difficult for us to beat anybody. Um, that day. Um, and that's not, and that's not all entirely on, on Jared. I mean, there's, we didn't do a great job of running routes and catching some balls and, and whatever, but it, it was, it was very disappointing. Again, after, after where you think you've gone, um, and the progress that you think you've made and you think you, you know, you'd like to see a team that builds off of a past performance and goes forward. You're not going to throw, we, 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 we talked about during the week beforehand. You're not going to throw six touchdowns. We didn't go to the local game and say, Hey, we're going to throw right. six touchdown passes. Let's just, you know, let's again, let's run the offense. Let's take, take what's available by the defense. And, um, to your point, the, the team watching, I, it, it allowed our performance to, to sink uh, when, when they when we saw the struggles of our passing game. I think it affected our defense. It affected really every part of our of our play.
2: They're obviously going to be up in FIU, ready to go. Um, did, did Butch and his coaching staff throw any new wrinkles that you guys maybe weren't ready for? Whether it was running the ball or, or just. The the success that they had,
3: I think the biggest thing they did is they just play with outstanding effort. You know, uh, you know, we our guys again fell into the trap. They watched their they watched the game. This is why this is where I say the recurring theme of, of some of these games. that we, right. you know, when you come off and watch Virginia Tech, and you come off and watch Georgia Tech, and you know, you watch you watch these guys against. FAU, which is a big right. game for them, and they look listless, and and they're just kind of out there, and and you just you know again, you preach your guys, this is we're Miami, this is not the way that they're going to play against us, and then of course we played them last year, and you know beat them handily a year ago, so and that and that's why I look, that's why that's why the finger points directly at me because you know my inability to get the team to understand the intensity that would be required to perform on that day is ultimately what cost us.
2: Do you do you have to go back. I know you you said you're going to be evaluating a lot of a lot of things with this group, coach. You said that after the game. What what kind of things, uh, more with coaching or t- trying different ways to motivate guys when don't look at the tape? And I thought same thing. I said, boy, this is a team that uh, got caught up watching that FAU and decided to go to dinner early, man, watching that tape. What kind of things w- did you mean when you said you're going to have to go back and really evaluate some things?
3: So what you're going to look for now, and, and, and again, it, it, there's an extra diligence to where were the signs how, how do you prevent this from ever happening again? And 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 what's 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 a, a great opportunity for us is is boom here comes Duke. Duke is you know obviously a team that's this past Saturday they they they've lost their seventh game so they cannot go to a bowl. Um, this is the team that you know you can pull of the film you say oh gosh you know here's a team so we, we are instantly presented again right with a similar hurdle Same, even though right. Duke is a better team certainly than FIU you know let's look at how how are we holding our guys accountable what what is our sense of urgency in terms of the way that we practice what you know just in And how we do anything is how we do everything. You know, I mean, how we, whether it's, how we stretch just just any little thing right because that's what the players have to understand when we are urgent and promise you this is exactly what we sold all last week but it's got to be more than talk when we are urgent we feel like we can play with anybody and when we are not we obviously can lose to anybody on our you know in in the nation so it is about understanding that and it's about in essence our the standards that that we have to hold our guys to and everything that they
4: do
2: all right i gotta ask you the other one because it's tied in so closely to recruiting here in a couple weeks what does was this do and uh, I saw a couple in the paper said uh, some guys who decommit. How, how do you handle all that stuff going forward, Coach? What do you what do you do or with it so close?
3: There's been some young guys that decommit, which you know, as we know, in the long haul, you're going to have some guys in, in the younger class come and go. We, you know, if you think about, it, we've had some we had some guys in last year's class, uh, or I'm sorry, in this class that decommitted that that ended up hopping back on board as time. So you don't like to see it, but that's not. I don't think that's tr- as troubling as if our 2020 class. Uh, yeah. which we've we have felt is very solid there's not been anybody that we that we felt is, is going to be the key member of the 2020 class all those guys are solid we had two members of the 2020 class at our practice last night and gotten three commitments in the past three or four days and and all those kids are rock solid and all on board and 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 the cool thing is that class you know they've, they've got a group chat and on their group chat those, those guys if anything, they 're more all in now than ever because they they want to come in and be the fix someone's got it so, someone's going to be the fix here right and that's right. usually what it takes it's going to take a recruiting class It's going to come in and say look because we, we've been, we've been telling the story for how many years now at right. this at this university right and and, and, and it, it, it materializes past week in the lost FIU which is which is horrendous it's been the same story one and and so there's going to be there's going to be a group of young men that's going to come in here that to have the mentality to say not not on our watch and that's really been what they've been talking about on their group chat which has been pretty awesome to see some 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 real strong leader types, and, and and again, these are the guys that have been putting up with this all year. Even back when we were three and four back in October, and then if you and then you match that with the, the the freshman class that's on our campus right now, a lot of those guys that are redshirting that are that are some pretty talented dudes. Who, by the way, they're the ones that 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 stuck and stayed. You know, remember there was a lot of negativity here last November. But there was a lot of negativity here last the December. And if you think about it in terms of the context of a guy like our our very small outgoing class of seniors now, like Shaq Corman, Mike Pickney those type of guys those are the guys that stuck and stayed at the end of the you know the transition from from golden to rick so there is there is a little bit something special about this 2020 class not just in terms of you know their skill and talent as football players but they, they've got the mentality that we really feel like we need to get this thing going and, that, and, and to be honest that's part of the recruiting profile what we're trying to bring in here
2: coach what have you learned here in these uh first obviously everybody's all fired up here today and on the text machine and all weekend long um what have you learned here in, in year one as a head coach at the u the biggest uh, thing you've learned?
3: Well, tr- trust me, I'm fired up as well, you know, because it, it doesn't hurt anybody any more than it hurts me. But what you learn is is um, the challenge of getting your team to be the best version of themselves every week. That That is the most important thing. And that's what, you know, I've, I've said this before, that that greatness is being consistently good and fighting the human nature to relax. I think that's been the thing, you know, and I think how you approach a walkthrough, how you approach a practice, how you approach a, a film room, how you approach anything dictates the way that you show up on, on Saturday. And it, and it is, you know, we, we tell our team every day, the gravity of mediocrity is relentless. Every day, it, it is a fight. You cannot just float down the river on the way to greatness because the river is pulling you in the other direction. The current is relentless. And getting the guys to understand how hard they have to fight in that direction, the challenge of building any type of program. but 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 I, But that is the inherent challenge. And that is what it takes, and, and that's part of, and I know everybody shrugs their shoulders, but that's the idea of, of building a culture, and that's the idea of getting guys that understand that. Certain guys, certain competitors are the ones that understand that, and and sometimes just young players have to learn a lesson. Holy cow, like, what did I do last week? How did I prepare, and then how did I let my team down? And, and that's part of what it takes to, to finally to get it to click, you know, and then when it clicks, then all of a sudden, bang, you start to get it rolling. And there's been all kinds of stories, obviously, programs where it's taken a minute, but then all of a sudden when they when they get the idea of it, then, uh, then off they go.
1: Thank you, Coach, for
2: your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Manny. Okay, guys, have a great day.
1: Yep, pretty much all the sports teams in the Miami area lost over the weekend, except for FIU. So up next, in all fairness, Going to hear from FIU coach Butch Davis as he talks to Dan Lebitard on the crew. Plus, got some Miami music for you. Because after all, it is Miami Monday on the Best of the Joe Show. I'm a book, you're the kid that never reads me. i rip a page, change a line, do you believe me? This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Follow along with this music right here. Miami area's own punk Kowski. Punk Kowski, name of the song that we are listening to, have a story hurts. If you ever see Punkowski performing anywhere around you, go ahead and check him out, Miami Proud, on a Miami Monday. Making us feel a little bit better, because it's also kind of a manic Monday. Because over the weekend, basically every Miami area team lost. Except for FIU. Not to talk about it too much, but you got to pay respect. So, earlier today, the Dan Lebitard show caught up with FIU. Coach Butch Davis, what did they talk about? Well, was he surprised that they beat the U? Sucking it up? FIU ranked next year? The U should have hired you. And of course, Stugatz, weekend observations.
5: This guy's won championships in the pros, in college. Always good catching up with Butch Davis. He did have FIU's signature program win. This weekend, when he beat the University of Miami, thank you for joining us, Butch, and congratulations. Uh, I, I am I allowed to ask you whether you were surprised by that? Are you allowed to be surprised by that? <laughs>
6: Actually, yeah, to be honest with you, Dan, thank you for letting me be on the show. And uh, uh, I told some people two weeks before we had the open day on Tuesday, and I was concerned. Uh, we just lost a game to FAU, uh, didn't perform and didn't play well, and we and are coming back in an open day trying to practice. And, and to be honest with you, Dan, that Tuesday was probably the best practice that we've had the entire year. And I told the coaches and some other people, I said, I think these kids are committed to they're going to do everything they can possibly to try to win this game against Miami and had good practices that week of the open, had really good practices the following week leading up to the game. And uh, and I think those kids got off that bus and walked into that stadium with a lot of confidence that they were going to go into that and they were going to kind of spill their guts and play as hard as they can and uh, give us a chance to win. I could see the size
5: differences on television. How obvious were they? Your defense is not the same size as their offense.
6: No, no, I mean, you know, obviously they've had, uh, you know, a lot of good recruiting success over the last five, six, seven years. And, uh, uh, but our kids, to be honest with you, we've gotten better, Dan. Over the last couple of years, we've tried to get bigger and faster, and we've tried to get, you know, a little bit stronger. And I think every year we've kind of improved, you know, the talent level of this program. And uh, we hope to continue to do that over the next couple of years.
7: Butch, I'm interested in your response here. I'm wondering because you love the University of Miami so much—I mean, so much—but such a big part of your life. I'm wondering, did any part of you feel bad because you knew what was going to happen? The conversation about the University of Miami after that. Game?
6: uh to be honest with you no uh and you're right you know uh, that uh, you know spending 11 years there and to being fortunate to be a part of jimmy's staff as an assistant in the 80s and then coming back and and helping rebuild the program and seeing the success that they had i mean uh it, it's probably been the most instrumental thing that has helped me as a coach and my family and stuff the relationships and people that we have in south florida and yeah, it's been it's been awesome uh, but I have to be honest I mean uh, winning the game was was unbelievably important to this program and to the kids uh you know a lot of these kids have fought through a lot of things uh throughout you know their high school career maybe not being recruited as a four star five star and uh and to help this program you know go to two bowl games previously and uh and to go into that game uh you know it was it was really unique and it was special
8: pause up Butch. so I wanted to ask you a question this obviously the biggest win in the school's history it's their first win against a Power 5 conference team unfortunately though the timing of it isn't great in terms of getting fan support because it's the last home game of the year and then you go off into the offseason. What do you think this game realistically does for the program?
6: Yeah, you know, Billy, it's a great question. And I, I told somebody, no. I, I think I made this statement in the in the press conference after the game that one of the things that was unique in rebuilding the the Miami program was we absolutely got slaughtered in the Carrier Dome against Syracuse. Donovan McNabb and they were really good. I think the score was like sixty three to seven. It was it was horribly embarrassing, and we had to come back the next week and play the number two team in the nation, UCLA. There were 10-0. If they win the game, they're going to play for the national championship. And the kids just sucked it up. And they they put the, they put the loss behind them. They had a good week of practice. We actually felt like that we could win the game. And, and fortunately, you know, Edmund James had a phenomenal game. Rushed for like 290 something yards. And, and we won the game. But that was kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a spring forward for the rebuilding of that program. Uh, within a couple of weeks after that game, kickoff classic in New York, invited us to come and play Ohio State the next season in the opening game and we went up there we won that game and you got that momentum and so you hope that uh, something you know will like that will happen with FIU with the students and the alums uh, you know it's unique uh, you know FIU has got over 250,000 alums in Dade and Briar County and obviously we've got over 50,000 students whether they're on campus or online and stuff and so you know you really hope that something like Saturday night will kind of be a little bit of a spark and it, you're right. I mean, you'd like to have a home game and see if it really did help, but you know we'll have to wait till next year. But uh, uh, you know, you hope that that's one of those things that kind of excites people about the future of the program.
8: Just say it right now, Butch. We're going to be ranked next year. We're gonna have a little number twenty-five next to us. Save Butch. Save. <laughs> I don't think he even but Butch save. Butch save next he, year. I don't we're, think we're gonna be, be ranked. Little two two
5: five, year. 25, a little twenty-five next, next, next FIU next year, Butch. Mike, do you have any questions for Butch Davis?
8: Hey coach, it's Mike Ryan. Hey, it's all about that. the you. On that <laughs> amazing practice that you had on Tuesday, how much time was devoted to falling down, pretending like you heard a hamstring? <laughs> get, out get out of here. Ignore him, Butch. We know conditioning <laughs> was a thing. Conditioning's a thing, Butch. They were dehydrated. It happened. Yeah, I mean it was just a run of the mill delayed get to the line of scrimmage and then realize your hamstring hurt happened five times without losing a timeout. It was Ignore, just to you he's, he's a crybaby. The training staff did an amazing job, especially with that one kid that went down <laughs> grabbing his left but up favoring limping his right.
6: Well, uh, just so that you guys know, we had 14 guys get IVs prior to the game and during the course of the game, either at halftime or actually on the sidelines, we had five more. Uh, we don't have the depth. Guys, if they start to cramp, you know, we've told them, if, if you can't play, if you've got an injury, and, and we had a lot of kids fight through that game that had a lot of injuries that didn't practice over the last two or three weeks, and, uh, you know, so I was proud of them. Uh, you know, if, if they're cramping, go down, and we'll try to get it fixed and try to... We had two kids that played in the secondary that didn't even get play in the game. Uh, they were game-time decisions, and that really helped you you know, hurt our depth and everything. So, uh, one thing that I was really proud of, guys, that was the fact that it was, it was kind of sad that the crowd booed our kids when kids were actually legitimately injured and having some issues, but I was proud of our kids and our fans that when the player from the University of Miami got injured with his elbow, our kids took a knee and they prayed for that kid to be healthy, and uh, and so I, I, I was really happy with the way our kids handled that. That's how you answer that I'm one, really bunch. I mean, you nailed through a wall a, this for this mis- guy. was such a
9: mishap. Don't double down on
8: this. i run through a wall for that this a, I'm wearing a, that a helmet, I'm telling injury. you. Which I Are love you. kidding you? me? <laughs> oh. I love you, Butch. I'd run through a wall. I'd get seriously hurt. I don't think you'd want me on your team,
7: but I'm ready. What do you want me to do for you? How do I prove my love for you? You need some depth, I mean.
6: We do need depth. We do need depth. That's We need more job We need you to come in and run, right?
5: Uh, Butch, congratulations. I don't know where it ranks for you. I mean, you've won championships,
6: uh, pro and college. This one, I, where would you put it? It's clearly, Dan, it's, it's clearly in the top five things. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm proud of the kids. And uh, I'm proud of the fact that uh, you know that they bought into the plan when we started you know presenting the game plan two weeks ago and said if these things happen, we're going to give ourselves a chance to win the game and uh, a significant amount of those things did happen Saturday night and and it was all about the kids I mean they really they, they made it happen and uh, our assistant coaching staff guys did a really really good job not only the things putting the game plans together but getting the kids to buy into and believe that we could win that game and uh, I'm very proud of this program. But it is it's you know, it's one of the most unique and special victories that I've been fortunate enough to have.
7: The you should have hired you. Come yeah. on, Butch. You've yeah. been thinking it you yeah, said that should. to somebody. They, they should have. They right.
6: should have. Yeah. They should have. Yeah, the phone's breaking up a little bit. I, I kinda miss <laughs> what you
8: said. That's what's up, but just give them a pause
5: up
6: and head out of here. Go be Marshall.
5: Uh see, see you later, Butch. Thank you for being on with okay, us. Okay, Dan.
6: Have
4: a great day, guys. See
7: you too. You.
4: It is time for his two guys to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my voice, too.
7: Dan, it finally happened. The U. That's right. The FIU Golden Panthers are back. They haven't been Golden Panthers in like a decade. Oh, whatever. Dwayne Haskins. They haven't been back. They haven't gone anywhere, Dan. Yep. Oh, Back today. Let them have their day, man. Dwayne Haskins. Still not ready. Ohio State, little shaky. Again, one good reason why Tom Herman still has a job. Anyone? If I'm LSU, I let Georgia win the SEC championship. You like that? I see you over there, Mike Ryan. You like it. You don't let Alabama in. You let Georgia in. Of
8: course, you have them afraid of Alabama, who they just beat.
7: I do. All right. Yeah. And their backup quarterback? Yes. Rather face Georgia. Death taxes and the Patriots beating someone at home on a cold rainy and windy day how the hell are the Steelers six and five here come the Jets Titan fans I'm telling you right now it ends up eight and eight even if you win the next three and enter week 15 at nine and five it will somehow still end up eight and eight congratulations to the Seahawks for doing what they had to do. And to the Saints for eking one out. The Buffalo Bills. A quiet 8-3. and three. If Bill Polian had said Josh Allen might be a better running back at the next level, he would have been right. Jeff Driscoll versus Dwayne Haskins. Good God. The great officiating crisis of our time is not passive interference. It's WWE officials... Playing fast and loose with countouts. The Browns have won three straight, and I have no idea if they are good. When all is said and done, is Frank Gore going to be okay? You ever wondered that? A lot of hits. That's a lot of hits, yeah. A lot of running. Going to be okay? Frank Gore, a 15-year Three point eight yards at a time. What an odd Run. place
5: for you to want to have that Frank Gore conversation.
7: To Canton, Ohio. <laughs> Where during now, weekend observations. Now, now you're worried just about, about, is it gonna be now, okay? Now you're worried about Frank Gore's health. We should all be concerned a little bit of it. But this isn't the place for that. You're right. Frank Gore is now third on the NFL's all time rushing list. Roughly four more years, five hundred more carries, and fifteen hundred yards behind Walter Payton for second. Sweetness. Derek Henry. The rare load that could scoot. No matter what, Tom Brady will always have Julian Edelman. If football was a game played to the death, Julian Edelman would play for free. Nick Foles was a Super Bowl MVP. Football. Lakers. Bucks. Larry. Collision course. Islanders. Stars. Lord Stanley. Collision course. Somehow. Alabama will be the three seed in the college football playoff. Utah's toughest game was at home against a six and five Arizona State team. The Utes. Dan, you know what the Cowboys and Patriots, four twenty five PM Eastern on a cold rainy day looks like? Do you know? Yes. What does it look like? It looks like football, Dan.
5: That was the right answer, yep. Dan. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, of course wrong. I had the wrong answer. <laughs>
7: yeah. Dan. You know what the Oklahoma Sooners did over the weekend? Do you? I mean, they saved their season. They crept back into the conversation. <laughs> How about
5: that? Good job out of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> same man. thing. I I'm mean... getting
7: better at this. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs survive and advance. Yale Harvard, one for the ages. Harvard Yale being delayed because of people protesting climate change is the most Harvard Yale thing. Ever?
5: Why did you go Yale Harvard the first time and then Harvard? I have no idea.
7: Yeah, I don't know why I did that. No idea. It's a good question. I mean, you know why? Deontay Wilder, two hits. Him hitting you, you hitting the floor. Dwayne Haskins missing the final snap of a game he had nothing to do with his team winning to take a selfie with a fan. Dwayne Haskins, the Stugatz is strong in you. New York Jets getting hot. At the wrong time. Aaron Rodgers. 20 of 33. 104 yards. One touchdown. No interceptions. Aaron. The Alex Smith is strong in you. Jesus. LeBron didn't get to the free throw line. Should we stop playing basketball? Makes perfect sense. Dwayne Haskins missed the victory formation, considering he had nothing to do with the victory. The D in Donkic stands for damn. The baluca Whale. Bucks, Falcons, Giants, Bears, Steelers, Bengals, Jags, Titans, Lions, Redskins, otherwise known as the Hell Zone Channel. Speaking of hell, our prials. Dan, those are the weekend observations.
1: Weekend observations after a weekend that most of us in South Florida would like to forget because basically all of our teams lost. Except for FIU... <laughs> So up next, going to dive into that just a little bit more with a graduate of the U, Hawkman, and a former Gator, Crowder. And it's a Thanksgiving week, so might have some Thanksgiving traditions to share with you. Plus, it's a Miami Monday. Got some Miami music coming back and a little extra Miami for you here on the Best of the Joe Show. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday, so driving some Miami music on you. This guy is named Punkowski. This is Agrit Prop. Not sure if Punkowski is a graduate of FIU, but I know someone who is executive producer of the Huckman & Crowder Show, Alejandro Solana, and he is joining us right now. you got a big smile on your face. So many things going your way, killing it on the Hockman & Crowder Show. Sat your ass down, hot segment you came up with, Hawkman or Turkey, you've been doing a great job on that. you got a heat game tonight you're about to run out to, and I think you've got some other reasons to be very, very happy. So congratulations to the good times in your life right now.
8: Yeah, definitely. And congratulations to Butch Davis, congratulations to all the Panthers fans out there, not the Florida Panthers fans, even though we love to congratulate the Florida Panthers, uh, but the FIU Panthers. And not the Golden Panthers by the way because that used to be their the school's name and now it is the Panthers. They dropped the Golden. I see a lot of people out there now giving the Golden Panthers love. No. FIU Panthers who got the W, the biggest win in the program's history.
1: If I'm in Golden Panther territory and I'm looking for a place to maybe grab some food, drink, have a good time, where's one good place at least that you can go if you're in that area of FIU?
8: If you're on 8th Street, my favorite place to go, and there's a million places to eat around FIU, by the way, Uh, my favorite place to go, up the street on 8th Street, it's called Mac and Chess. And basically, it's a place where you can go... You can have the best mac and cheese I've ever had in my entire life. Craft beers, they have everything from, uh, you can get a La Rubia. I mean, they have every type of craft beer you can think of. And the best part about it, play board games. Any board game you've ever heard of, any board game you've ever played, any board game you've ever seen on the internet, you can have it at Mac and Chess. You sit down, you have an amazing mac and uh, macaroni and cheese burger. And board games. It's the only like the place better.
1: American Airlines Arena. You're going right now. Heat win by a lot tonight. Pull him through. Alejandro Solana will be back tomorrow. Make it happen with Hawk and Crowder. Let's hear from those guys right now on the Best of the Joe Show.
10: Miami, the magic city. The 305 is paradise. Donks and views. A full city of pride and culture. A powerful mix of all types of people. It's a melting pot, bro. We're homegrown from South Beach to over the bridge. From Little Havana, Overtown, Little Haiti, Wynwood, Hialeah, Liberty City, Alapata, Carroll City. We are the bottom. But that's where the similarities end. When it comes to football in the state of Florida, only one school has produced a win in Little Havana in the past decade. I, 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 only one school didn't have to drive back to Coral
8: Gables to celebrate. We did it in Miami, bro. In Miami. Little Havana, Calle 8, La Siete. We did
10: it in Miami, bro. Only one school. Drink cafecito, had sex, did cocaine. We were at La Carreta with our pots and pans. Only one school. I'm still waiting for that turnover chain. Only one school. And you guys wanted Alabama. <laughs> you wanted <in> Alabama. <laughs> Only one school. Butch! You guys wanted him and you ended up with Manny! We got Butch! Butch! Only one school.
4: You want to wager on the game Saturday? Papa?
10: Only one school.
4: Officially
10: runs Miami and that's FIU. Pause up, Papa! Come on, Sonio, pause up! Only one school.
4: Oh brother! Let's
9: go! <laughs> <laughs>
4: A lot of facts
9: there.
4: I can't argue it. All right, let me set the scene for everybody. Thank God I'm not in South Florida right now. <laughs> Let me set the scene for everybody. So, I'm in Vegas. I've been celebrating my 50th birthday, which was yesterday. And I thought the culmination of my 50th birthday weekend in Vegas would be coming to this little studio in Vegas, where I am right now, and spending four hours, whilst on vacation, spending four hours... Just talking bleep at Solana for what the Hurricanes did to the FIU Panthers on Saturday. I would not have made time in my vacation to come to a radio studio had I thought there was any chance of FIU beating Miami, because who the hell wants to take a break in their vacation to get lambasted for four hours straight, which is exactly what's going to happen to me today. And... (laughs) And I've got to take it. I've got no arguments here, so go ahead. Have a wager what? on the game Saturday. Yeah. Ow! Oh. Let's go! Oh come on! <laughs> this is excessive! This is excessive!
9: Excessive! I will say he's making up for all the trash you were talking for six days. I got
4: to flag him for piling on.
8: Is this a kazoo band? You guys look like a kazoo band. We own Little Havana. We own Little Havana.
9: Woo!
4: I've got to take it, Crowder. I've got it. So here's the scene. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry in i uh, I'm in a little studio in Vegas. I'm at Lotus Broadcasting in Vegas, and I appreciate them being so hospitable, putting me up here. Crowder is at Twin Peaks in Davie, where we usually both are on uh, on Mondays. And Solana is naked in the studio <laughs> in El Portal, and he's having the time of his life. I'm what do I? Drunk? What do I do, Crowder? What do I do with what happened to the? The Hurricanes on Saturday.
9: Just say sorry. You don't try to What are you going to justify it? You just say, well, "Man, yeah."
4: Can't justify it. You guys had a bad loss. Florida had a really bad loss several years ago, right? It was to a, yeah, a D two jo- school uh, or something. No, Georgia Southern. It was a- Georgia Southern. Would you give me this at least? And I'm not making excuses, Hurricanes fans. And I'm not going to try to lessen the impact of what happened on Saturday. But would you at least acknowledge this Crowder? Because I know you enjoy this as well. Oh, I love um, it. Would you would you acknowledge that every major football program will always have some sort of horrific loss on their record somewhere to a team that shouldn't have even been in the ball game with them?
9: For history, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm but, talking but... about. But not what y'all do, man. I t- I tried to warn y'all before, Hawk. What y'all do? How y'all ride around on yachts? You make up things like the new Miami. You talk trash. You dance down 13 and nothing against FIU on a three and out. Just the way y'all act, and then you're not. You can't. You can't have the swag of Miami and and lose the FIU. Pause up, Papa. You can't do
4: it. No, no. See, here's where I'm going to disagree with you. And again, I'm not trying to defuse what happened Saturday. And I will take my medicine. Uh, the way that a. Man should rectally but I will I will well, um
9: you don't doctor? take your medicine you don't take your medicine rectally
4: <laughs> ain't huh. no in the hell I'm going to dr. chuck <laughs> interesting I think I was sold a false bill of goods on this oh, wow. um, Tylenol <laughs> You call swallow a pill? You swallow it?
9: <laughs> Calt huh. syrup? What about cold syrup? Do
4: I, do I have this wrong? <laughs> I would say this. You guys went into that Georgia Southern game, I'm sure, talking smack. I, I I think, was it Michigan that lost to Appalachian State when Appalachian State wasn't Appalachian State? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you, every big program is, it, this, is this sucks. I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to diminish it. This sucks. It's a brutal loss on Saturday. It's the worst loss probably in program history. All I'm telling you is keep it in context. This happens to every major program, and it's not the, well, you guys talked so much smack leading into the game. I guarantee you Michigan talked a lot of smack going into the Appalachian State game, and Florida talked a lot of smack going into the Georgia Southern game. It happens. You don't want it to happen to your in-city rival, and you don't want it to happen at the hands of your former coach that you probably could have had. And so there's a lot of context to it. You don't want it to happen at the, the site of your historic stadium. Like, There's a lot of context to it, but I'm just saying it's not the, it's not the end of a football program because every program has that loss.
9: And I'll tell you, it's worse because you thought you turned the corner. Because you knew this year, it's not the new Miami. It's not it's not what y'all are used to, but you thought you turned the corner, beating Florida State, and then destroying Jaron Williams' breaking touchdown records against Louisville. You thought, okay, now they figured it out. Eno's got his guys. Baker got his guys. Manny got his boys playing. And then you see Saturday Hawk From the opening kickoff,
0: unbelievable. you were
9: looking at that game like, what team is this playing? What team is that? It, did, it was unbelievable. It looked, it looked like it should have been the jersey switch. I swear how they were playing. No energy. No focus. No, what were they, one for ten on third downs? Like, it literally looked like they switched jerseys before the game started.
4: And uh, and we're going to take your calls today, and we're going to talk with Will Manso today about it, and we're going to talk with John Michaels from uh, the uh, fan in Atlanta. He's going to hey, be. Get, I would say get, get the dump <laughs> button ready because John might cuss <laughs> about this one. He is going to be beside <laughs> himself, and we'll take your phone calls today. I know a lot of people want to weigh in, and. Uh, uh, and I'll eat my medicine today as well because I did I I talked smack to Solana for the entire week and that little montage you heard at the beginning he took Victor Bermudez's Miami Hurricanes montage that he made for the broadcast and flipped the script on it and used Lucy Lopez's voice but turned in all his FIU Panthers stuff and I'm I'm going to give you a minute here Solana go ahead say whatever you want to say on uh, on behalf of all you FIU Panthers
8: crowder they wanted Al- Alabama. <laughs> they wanted Alabama.
4: Yeah. And pull
9: off, pull off of that point a little bit. Don't call them up down here. That'd be ugly. Coral Gables
8: University yeah. wanted Alabama. You had Scott oh, that's Van cute. Pelt. No, you had That's Sco- cute. The Coral
4: Gables University thing.
8: Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt was on ESPN <laughs> calling you Coral Gables University. I mean, this is seriously, seriously the lowest point ever, for the University of Miami. I don't want to hear anything else. I don't want to hear it, Hawk. You're trying to sugarcoat it. Oh, everybody has a loss. No, 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 no. Nobody in Miami was giving FIU a chance in this game. Nobody. But when you have your paws up, that's all that matters. Just keep your paws up.
9: (laughs) Just keep your paws up.
4: I don't think it's only his paws that are up right now, Crowder.
1: That's how we're going to end the show. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to our website, wqam.com. I'm Dan Day, and this has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.